You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 77. Do you ever feel like you're pouring your heart, soul, and brain cells into amazing content that seems to be lost in some dark, dusty corner of the interwebs? Well, let's talk about how you can easily change that in today's show. Welcome to The Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another great week, and thank you for letting the Marketing Funnel Show be a part of your week. Hey, I just have to tell you before we kick off, I am getting over a crazy amount of flu, and so my voice might be a little cracky and crazy, but it's still me. I'm just, you know, getting over the sickies, so hopefully you didn't get any of these this year, but I know it hit our house hard. All right, so let's jump in. I am so glad that you let me be a part of your week, and I want to ask, have you become a subscriber yet? It is so easy to do from wherever you're listening to this show right now so that you never, ever miss an episode. Well, let's go ahead and dive into today's show and talk about a topic that most online business owners find really, really challenging. And that's creating content that doesn't get lost in the deep, dark, forgotten corners of the interwebs. So I have been seeing, I mean, I see this all the time, but in the last probably like two months, I've seen a lot of people in Facebook groups, in various Facebook groups I'm in, say things like, I spend all this time creating content that no one ever reads. How do I get people to pay attention to my stuff? Um, I've also seen people say stuff like, how do I get the word out about, you know, who I am, what I stand for, what I believe in? How, How can I attract the right people to me? And then I've also heard people say stuff like, what kind of content should I create? Well, the truth is that you and I, we are busy, busy, busy people, right? And all these people in these Facebook groups that are talking about, you know, these content creation challenges, they're busy people too. We don't have time to waste on creating a bunch of content like a blog post or 10 videos, podcasts, or anything else that just sits there taking up space that nobody ever sees. That is so frustrating. We need our content to work and we need it to work hard for us. We need it to connect with our audience. We need our content to go beyond just an email and a social media post once. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we spend the time to create valuable content so that it can be of use and not just so it checks a box and is, you know, an update on our site, right? It's frustrating when you know that you have amazing content, that you have really valuable articles, freebies, podcasts, videos, tutorials, resources, and more, but you're just not getting the traffic to see it. And the big question becomes, how do I keep my content from being a huge waste of time that ends up helping no one? Well, this is something that a lot of people struggle with, and it's 
you know, I, I see comments and questions in Facebook groups all the time. I'm sure you have too. And you know what? Even the pros, the professionals struggle with this. So HubSpot, if you don't know HubSpot, it's a fancy marketing software for medium to bigger companies. And they did a survey of content marketers. So these are people who show up at least 40 hours a week and whose job it is to create content all day, every day. That is all that they're responsible for. And even 65% of these professionals whose job it is to create content, they're still challenged when it comes to understanding what type of content are effective and which types aren't and how to get it in front of their audiences. So hello, if the majority of these professionals who get paid to come into work and create content and probably have training in this... Is, if the majority of them have a problem, is it any wonder that you and I have trouble with this too? No. But let me give you some insight into what I've done to turn this around for me and my business. And it's funny because I was talking with a client last week who made kind of an offhand comment. We were talking about his content strategy and he said, hey, Michelle, you know what? I know that content is easy for you, but it's just not easy for me at all. That completely took me by surprise. But then I realized that this client of mine had zero clue about how tough content marketing had been for me for years and years and years. So I had to, you know, set him straight. I was like, whoa, time out. (laughs) I've got some strategies and I've got some tips to make this easier. This is not something that just came easy to me. And so I shared these strategies and tips with him. And now I'm going to share them with you. And let me be real here because content marketing is something that I struggled with for years, years and years and years. And now I found a way to not only make it useful, but create content that continues to make an impact for years to come. So I know, you know, the time that I put into creating this podcast episode, I can keep using it for a long time. It's not like a one and done thing. In fact, this is part of the reason I love marketing funnels so much, but we'll get to that in a little bit. First, let me share my philosophy on content marketing with you. And I think, I think that I originally got this from Derek Halpern um, from Social Triggers. Like way back in 2013, I took um, his, he had a blogging course. I can't remember what it's called. Um... But he had a blogging course, a a guest blogging course back then. And I took it back then. And I remember he said that writing your blog post is only 20% of what it takes to get it out there. Once the blog post is done, that's when the real work begins. And I remember when he was said that, I was like, say what? Because it would take me forever to create a blog post. I mean, I'm talking like two, three days to create a blog post. I was so stuck in perfectionistic mode. And so when he said that, you know, creating the post itself is only 20% of the work, 80% of it comes after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never like, I'm going to be able to get one blog post done every six or seven weeks. This is crazy. Um, But you know, eventually I figured it out. And it really came down to these three things. It's the three R's of content marketing that I use in my business. And the three R's are these reuse, recycle, and repurpose. 
And I'd love for you to write those down, those three R's down on a sticky note and put them in front of you whenever you're creating content. Because I got to be honest, Derek, I'm pretty sure that he's the one that said that 20% is just creating content, but he's right. Is creating the content is actually just the small part of the whole cycle here. And um, the rest of the cycle, you know, I, I really like this reuse, recycle, repurpose that I've really put into my business because it gives me a broader way to think about the content I'm creating. I'm not just writing to myself or I'm not just talking to myself. I'm creating the content that I create with a purpose. And the purpose is I wanna know where I can reuse it, recycle it, and repurpose it. And so let's talk about what this means. And again, write these down, keep them in front of you whenever you're creating content so that you have this idea of, okay, I'm going to create content that I can reuse, recycle, and repurpose. All right, let's dive into reuse. Um, because, you know, look, if you always create content that you only use once, you're missing a massive opportunity. Even content creators that stay up on current events reuse old content. I mean, think about things like celebrity magazines or or like, you know, the gossipy celebrity TV shows, the blogs and whatnot that have to stay totally current with the latest happenings. They will often go into their archives to pull out older stories, to pull out older footage, to pull out pictures, to pull out quotes, to pull out videos, and they link to that old content too, right? And my guess is that your topic is much more evergreen and much more forgiving, meaning that what you read about or talk about or do a video about today will probably still be relevant a year or two from now, maybe even longer. And this is where a marketing funnel really comes in. Listen, there are a lot of approaches to doing marketing funnels, a lot of approaches. Some approaches are all about how fast can I get into your wallet? That's not me. And I hope it's not you either, because I really believe that that way is dying off as people look for more real and honest connections. And it's not that I'm afraid of sales. And I don't think you probably are either. I mean, we're in business. We, we need to serve people. But in truth, I want anyone who buys from me to find a win-win situation. I want them to hire me or to buy Build Your Funnel Bootcamp totally committed to the work that goes into a marketing funnel and Facebook ads if they hire me for that with the intention of helping their audience because that's my approach. I believe that a marketing funnel is about helping my audience grow first and foremost, helping them solve a problem, helping them see that there's a better way to grow their business, you know, whatever you help your audience with, helping them understand if I'm the right person to continue working with them. And yes, 100% sales opportunities definitely come up. But first I want to help help them and I want them to say, yeah, tell me more. Yes, I want more of this. And you know what a great way to help your audience is? Is to create content that you can easily reuse at every step of your marketing funnel. Recently, 
just as a total example, I, uh, my 11 year old daughter, Gabriella, she decided to join um, a slow pitch softball team. And she's like, Mom, will you please be my coach? And I, you know, I played very competitive year round fast pitch softball growing up. I, absolutely love softball. Yet it's been a lot of years since I played and my daughter isn't playing fast pitch. She's doing rec league slow pitch. And because my daughter Gabriella isn't the super competitive type, she wanted to do slow pitch with her friends. She wanted, they want to be a team. They want to have their team um, jerseys and their jackets and their cheers. And they just, they basically, they want to come together, have fun, like, you know, have 11 year old play dates where, where they're having fun. They're playing a game together and hopefully they're winning. And so I had to learn how to teach these girls the skills that they needed to win without resorting to the crazy competitive stuff that I'd grown up with where, you know, we practiced, I don't know, probably at least four days a week um, all year round and played tournament after tournament after tournament. Like my daughter's just not into that. And that's fine. I, I would never make her be into that. And so, you know, what I did is I became a freebie hunter. Yeah. Those people that everyone loves to hate. Well, I was recently one of them. You see, I needed to find resources out there to help me teach these softball skills to these girls most of them who'd never had a mitt in their hand, never thrown a ball, didn't know how to bat. And I was like, oh boy, I I need to really break these down. So as a freebie hunter, the person that everybody loves to hate, I was out there looking for resources to help me. Like, how do I teach the basic mechanics of batting to a girl that is so awkwardly backwards and crazy and and make it fun and engaging and make these girls want to come back and and play in a fun new no pressure way. And I have to be honest, like it, it was kind of hard for me cuz I was like, wow, I've got girls that that are just are all backwards and all wrong and how do I teach this? And I have to tell you, I came across a lot of stuff out there. But eventually I came across Coach Becky Wittenberg. Coach Becky is, or maybe was, I'm not sure, a fast pitch softball coach at UCLA. Um, she had a bunch of how-to videos on YouTube and she has a whole website with blog posts that showed me that Coach Becky could really solve my problem. Even though she does fast pitch, you know, I, I can't use her pitching stuff, but she had so many amazing ways to break down the skills and the drills that I needed to do into fun, engaging, and effective practices. And she would break it down by skill level, by age level, by all sorts of stuff. And Coach Becky has an amazing marketing funnel and it just keeps solving my problems. In fact, just yesterday, I bought a whole nother packet of stuff from her. And, you know, she started off small. She started off with um, complete softball practice planners. It was amazing. She had a full softball practice all mapped out with drills and more by skill level. In fact, I think I got 25 different um, practices that she had broken down by skill and drills and all that stuff. That made my life amazing. Suddenly I didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do with these kids? 
I just went to my Coach Becky printout and I was like, awesome. I can do these three things, not those two things. I'll put in these other skills and I'm good to go. So I have to tell you, I started off buying one um, softball planner for $7. And then she upsold me, I think it was $47 for the next um, product bundle that included not just full practices, but like specific groupings, like infield skills and drills, batting skills and drills, running skills and drills, and all these things. I was totally hooked. Like I was slapping my credit card down faster than you can imagine. And I used those for a couple weeks. And all the while, Coach Becky sends me something just about every single day. And they were sending me, she was sending me tips and insights and videos and asking questions to get even more out of what I bought. And every single email was linking back to a blog post or a video or something that she had done. Then they had another offer for me, which I bought, and that helped me even more. And then she had another offer, which I bought. I mean, at this point, I don't even know. I should probably add it up, but I've probably spent more than $600 on stuff. Don't tell my husband that. (laughs) But for me, it's been insanely helpful because the girls are having so much fun. They're learning. And we tied a game, we won a game, and we lost a game. But the girls are like, yes, we're doing it. When many of them just a few weeks ago had never picked up a bat or a ball or held a mitt, like they're afraid of the ball being thrown at them, and we won a game. Like, so Coach Becky is helping me tremendously. She's helping me bond with my daughter. She's helping me connect more with the girls on the team. Like, it's awesome. And the reason that I kept buying from Coach Becky, even though I started off with one little tiny $7 offer, is that her marketing funnel keeps anticipating my needs. She knows what it's like to be a coach and to try to grow a team. So she keeps offering me tips and tricks and actually helping me become a better coach by showing me things I didn't even know that I didn't know, right? Like I didn't, she had one tip, for example, that was like how to break, how to keep your girls really engaged, break them up into different skill levels um, and, and then have each group go through and do a different thing so that, you know, the girls who are fast runners, if you're doing a running drill, put the fast runners together so that nobody's discouraged and feeling like they can't do it. And you put your slower runners together. And I have to be honest, like it's such a simple tip, but I had never thought of it. And when I did it, my girls were more engaged because they didn't feel like, oh, everybody's better than me. And I'm just the slow one. I had the slow ones together and they were all slow together and they all felt great about what they did. And that's awesome. And I have to be honest, it's it's all done with her evergreen content. I don't think there's a single thing in her marketing funnel that is new. It's This is just when you enter her marketing funnel, this is what you get. And some of her videos have been on YouTube for like seven or eight years, yet they still keep working because A, it's totally evergreen. B, I'm new to her and her community. And C, the problems that she's solving for me are the same as what she's probably helped hundreds or thousands of other coaches with. I have no idea. Uh, And I'll link to one of Coach Becky's YouTube videos and to her website in today's show notes. 
so you can see what I'm talking about. It's simple. It's straightforward. It's not rocket science, and it's definitely not trickery. Coach Becky is simply solving a problem for me, staying in contact with me, making offers when it makes sense, and she made it easier and easier and easier for me to solve my problem, and then she just kept anticipating more problems that I'd need to solve. Simple and brilliant. And I gotta be honest, she keeps reusing that same content over and over and over. That's the best part for her business, right? So why did I tell you that story? Because you, my friend, you can do the exact same thing. You simply need to know the problems that your audience has and create a journey for them to go on. Just like Coach Becky created a journey for me to go on as a coach, you need to create a journey for your audience to go on and just create content at each step in that journey that'll help them. So a question for you, are you creating content that helps your audience solve an issue? Are you creating content that can be used and reused for years to come? Do you know the journey that your people are on? What are those things that your audience struggles with? If not, start thinking about content that solves an issue for your audience and how you can reuse that in your marketing funnel. This is really... Like if you get nothing else out of today's episode, if you just think about that, that journey that your audience goes on and what kind of um, content you can create at each step of the journey, you will be so far ahead of where you are right now in terms of getting people to engage and find your content helpful. It'll be amazing. And honestly, go look at Coach Becky, even if you're not into softball or baseball or whatever. Um because it's brilliant and it's simple and it's not hard at all. She just knows the journey that I'm on and she's just one step ahead of me in that journey offering me resources and tools. And you can do the same thing. Okay, the next R is recycle. Look, this one's simple. You've got to keep recycling your content. When you create a blog post, a podcast, a video, or any other content, you're doing yourself, your audience, and your business a huge disservice if you only talk about it the day or the week that it's new, right? I mean, going back to the quote that I pseudo remember from Derek Halpern, creating the content is only 20%. This is where the 80% comes in is recycling, right? You got to get a system in place to recycle that content over and over again. One of my favorite ways to do that is through social media channels. And I use a tool called SmarterQ, which I'll link to in today's show notes. SmarterQ lets me put um, my social media updates Like I can just put them in there once and then the tool will ask me, do I want the update only once? So do I want to schedule it to go out only once or do I want to recycle it over and over and over again until I say turn it off? Some social media posts that are about like a specific webinar or a specific date, um, something's happening, that makes sense to only do it once or for a short period of time. But for the vast majority of my social media, it's 100% evergreen because it's, you know, blog posts and podcasts and videos and whatever. And right now I have almost 1300 evergreen posts in my social queue account that will just keep recycling over and over and over again, meaning that a blog post or a podcast that I did 
last year, the year before, the year before that, will continue to be recycled and viewed by new audiences. The, you know, the nature of what I talked about is pretty evergreen. And so it makes sense to just keep using it over and over. And it's a pretty powerful way to get more and more out of the work that you have already done while also getting great content in front of your audience over and over as well. Because, you know, you're going to attract new people, right? And they haven't seen that old stuff that you've done and it's still valuable. So get it out in front of them. So think about how you can recycle your content in a really simple, systematic way. All right, the third R is repurpose. Whenever you create something, I want you to think about how you can repurpose it. For example, whenever I interview a Build Your Funnel Bootcamp student or a client of mine for the podcast, I repurpose parts of our interview into my email series in my funnel. Um, And sometimes they might go on my sales page or onto my testimonials page um, so that, you know, potential students or potential clients can hear what my actual students say about the course. So I do the work once to create a podcast episode with a student or a client, but I'm able to repurpose that content into credibility and trust building aspects of my sales cycle. And I'll tell you, it helps a ton. Not only do I have a great podcast that can, um, you know, I can share with my audience with the story, but I have these little snippets that I can use all over the place in my marketing funnels and on my sales pages and on my website, whatever. And that's just one small example. I'd encourage you to think about anything you create. Just ask yourself, where else would this be useful? How can I get more value out of this same amount of work? What else could I do with this? All right, so let's recap the three R's of content creation one more time. So whenever you're creating content, I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Number one, how can I reuse this content? Number two, how can I recycle this content? And number three, how can I repurpose this content? And I'd love to know what comes up for you. Hit me up on social media or just email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. I love to hear from listeners just like you so that together we can create a podcast that's valuable, helpful, and gets you on the road to the marketing insights that you want to grow your business. All right, as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who has a hard time getting their audience to pay attention to the content they create? If so, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or you can just share the URL for today's show, which is themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 77, and your friend can listen there. That's also the same place you can find the links to Coach Becky and to SmarterQ as well. Also, do you want to see how you can reuse, recycle, and repurpose content through a marketing funnel? You are invited to find out which marketing funnel is right to grow your business. Just go to michellelevans.com forward slash quiz to take the quick quiz and I'll show you exactly how to get started. You can experience for yourself exactly how I use the three R's of content creation in my own business. Get some ideas so that you can put them together into your business into a way that really works for you and your audience. 
All right. I hope you have a really amazing week and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place on another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. See you then.